Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are finally at our volume three finale. Ayo! We're back for another chapter and episode of the Pokemon Adventures manga and the Pokemon Adventures podcast. I just want to say thank you to everyone that has stuck with us this long. We are here. It is finally chapter 40. We're finally at the Pokemon League and we're here to see the final conclusion of this amazing arc. Uriel, as we everybody knows, he is my co-host, my good buddy of mine. How are you feeling tonight? I am pretty excited, man. We're finally going to uh, put an end to this uh, long journey. Absolute madness. Yes. <laughs> this is all exciting news. We started from Pallet Town, and now we're all the way at the Indigo Plateau. And we're here at an amazing tournament. Last week, it was we finally saw... Kind of a weird battle. We didn't. Who knew Professor Oak was such an amazing battler with a tiny little brown bird? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call that broken. Is that what it is? Yes. I call that using a game shark for oh hacks. for reals. Yes, <laughs> yes. There goes a term for all my '90s fans. For anybody that remembers the game shark, do you know hey, what the what a game yes. shark is? <laughs> Me and game shark are close buddies (laughs) and then if i'm not mistaken i think after the game shark what was it the instant replay yes there we go that's so you know that neither me or uriel ever played a good honest game of pokemon yes (laughs) what is life with a little bit of excitement right what is life without a little bit of cheating never mind (laughs) (laughs) i bet i bet all of our listeners at one point has played a cheated game you're you're probably right, especially when it comes to getting either legendaries, getting all the starters, shiny Pokemon, or mm. shiny legendaries. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We are finally at our volume finale. It is chapter 40, and we're very excited to be here with you guys tonight. Thank you once again for downloading. We're here to finally see the conclusion of Red's journey, or at least Red's first journey. And thank you so much. I can't appreciate you guys enough for downloading, sticking with us this long, even every time that we took a small break. But we're here, we're back at it, and we have another amazing chapter. What what, what do you got for us tonight, Uriel? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody, you know, everyone's being very supportive, you know. Sergio has shown me throughout this couple of weeks a lot of positive comments. Thank you to all of you guys. And uh, really quick, I want to give a special shout out to uh, two people, uh, two of my coworkers, Juan and Andy, if you guys are listening to this. Hi. This was not agreed, but okay. Hello, Juan and Andy. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're very, very supportive, and they like to listen to my podcast. And That's then, good to hear. And make positive, uh, uh, give me positive feedback. That's amazing to hear. We need more fans like Juan and Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. As you guys already know, the best way for you guys to show support for us is through reviews. If you're listening on on Spotify. Just take a look at your phone. There's a little spot, little area there where you can give us five stars. If I'm not mistaken, it's either five stars or one star. So make sure you give us five stars. Please. We Please give it. us five stars. Now, if you're listening from Apple Podcasts, you can also give us five stars, but you can also type up a nice little review, encourage others to listen into this podcast 
that talks about the Pokemon Adventures manga, which it's still crazy, but a lot of people don't know it. Every day I go on social media, mainly Instagram, and anytime anybody posts something about the Pokemon manga, there's always somebody that comments, there's a Pokemon manga? And this is the crazy part. There's multiple Pokemon mangas. It's Pokemon Adventures is the longest running one, but there's others. There's actual mangas uh, that, that are based on Ash, on Ash Ketchum. I know there's a lot of Ash Ketchum fans out there. So if you guys can't get enough of Ash, make sure to look look up the Ash Ketchum mangas. <laughs> yep. But yeah, guys, we're here at Chapter 40. But as you already know, before we get started on our chapter, I like to torture my co-host a little bit. Kind of poke at their brain a little bit and see if they're up to date with Pokemon knowledge. Uriel. Yes. Are you ready for tonight's question? Not really. <laughs> but, I mean, you you did say you like to torture me, so... How about it? Here we are. Here we are. So, two weeks ago, I believe I asked you to name Cantos Elite Four. Yes. Yes, you did. Which you failed miserably. Of course. <laughs> it, which I, you know, disclaimer told you that i didn't know but and you you still went ahead and you still asked me and i enjoyed watching you and listening to you very much <laughs> you're some type of weird i know i am <laughs> but today i have a similar question i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you i don't know <laughs> i'm not gonna so, give you the satisfaction at the end of today's chapter kanto will crown a new kanto champion me Anyways, a new Kanto champion. And the question today revolves around the region champions of the nine regions of the Pokemon world. The question is, can you name all nine of the champions in the Pokemon world? And this is all based on the games. Nothing manga related, nothing anime related, just strictly games. So... Champion number one, when you beat the game, well, when you beat the when you beat Kanto's Elite Four, who is Kanto's champion, Uriel? I don't know. Well, I do know, but I'm I'm sure I'm gonna answer it wrong. Go ahead, tell me what you think you know. I think the champion for those two games or for that region is red, but I could be mistaken. It could just be blue. It it's more it, there you go it is blue so okay, okay. Cool. there you go let me be more specific who is the champion before you beat the game before you beat the champion who is the champion that you battle after the elite four so correct kanto's champion is blue okay. because you defeat the elite four and then boom here comes blue oh okay aka professor Oak. o's grandson okay so now Going to Johto. Who is Johto's champion, Uriel? I think you know the answer to that. I do. I, th I, I think I think you know the answer that I'm gonna answer. I know the correct answer. I don't know your answer. What? I, th I think you know my answer. Who's the end? Who's the champion of Johto's champion? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm gonna go ahead and say this for the other six or like seven other or yeah six. Six other regions. Or I know you're going to know at least Unova's. No. Oh, God. Really? Okay. I, I don't remember. Is it? It's, I, it's Cynthia. No, it's not Cynthia? Please, please. 
for our listeners, shake your head at Uriel right now. Oh Just my God. shake your head at Uriel. He it's says not, it's not my fault. I'm forgetful. He says Cynthia is Unova's champion. Please, Uriel, can you hear the head shaking at you right now? Can you hear it? I can hear the face palm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, Jotil's champion is Lance, the dragon user. Now we're going to go to Hoenn. Hoenn. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Wasn't he part of the Elite Four in Kanto? In Kanto, correct. For, But for whatever reason, when you beat the game in Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal, Lance is the champion. Red, for him. Red is the secret boss. Of that of that one or, or mm-hmm. Kanto? Red is the secret boss of Johto. Oh, really? Correct. Oh. Hmm. But yes, now we're going to Hoenn. Hoenn... Actually has two champions. Me <laughs> and then the one I beat. Okay. We're going to give up on asking okay. Uriel these questions. But of course, Thank for you. all my Hoenn fans out there, the first champion that you battle in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire is Steven. Do you remember Steven, Uriel? Isn't that the one kid that catches mm. the, the routes? Oh, no. that's, that's Wally. Oh, there you go. Wally. <laughs> okay. You're thinking Rivals. Remember? No, I know, yeah, yeah, but I know he was like a rival in one, like one of the games, but I just yes. forgot. So, Hoenn in Ruby and Sapphire is Steven Stone, and then in Pokemon Emerald, it is Wallace, who, for whatever reason, gets promoted, because in Ruby and Sapphire, Wallace is a gym leader, a water gym leader, and in Pokemon Emerald, he's actually a champion. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But he gets promoted. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Now, Good promotion. We're going to go to uh, Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. And you actually named this one. It's just Cynthia. Uh, you Don't see, we... I was right for one or two. Well, I mean, you said she was Unova's champion. No, and I, I, I only say this because I remember fighting her in that game. You, she, she, she comes out in that game. In Unova, yes. Yeah, yes. She, she comes out, but I just... Secret boss. Yeah, she's a secret, secret boss. Correct. So She's a secret boss. Sinnoh's champion is Cynthia. Very scary. No. She's challenging a ter- battler. She's a terrible person. Yes, I she hate is. Her. <laughs> With her spirit tomb and then her Garachomp. There oh, it goes. Oh, my God. So now we're going to go on to your home region, Uriel. Hey, Unova. <laughs> Can we get some Driffield music in here? But yes, you know what's from Pokemon Black and White is. Oh, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I know who it Let is. Let the record show that uh, Sergio does not know. I know. Don't his... look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look... know put your name. phone. Sergio, I'm going to throw you the water bottle on this table. Put your phone down. I know who he is. No, you don't. His name is escaping me right now. <laughs> Good. That's he's, what you get. He's the guy with the red hair. You don't even know who he is. Is he the one that comes out in uh, Silver? No. No? Okay. Then wow. No. Anyways. Well, he's the only one I know that has red hair. I just got it. His name is Alder. <laughs> and just judging from what I've seen on social media, he's a very unpopular champion. And then the anime doesn't help 
at all. He looks like a very lazy champion. I don't remember. Yeah, his name is Alder. But in Pokemon Black and White 2, we get a female champion. I did not play that game. Okay. Despite my loving for Unova, I did not play that game. Well, Pokemon Black and White 2 did something similar to what Hoenn did, where they promoted a gym leader to champion. And any idea who she could possibly be? If I don't know who the champion was... I don't think I'm going to know who that person is. Iris. Oh, I don't know who that is. As for all my Pokemon Black and White, White and Black and White 2. Oh, she's a, she's a dragon type. Correct. Yeah, there but you go. in Pokemon Black and White 2, she is the champion, which the anime also reflect. Oh, nice. Somewhere down the line. As would you Good ever for say. Her. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> Anyways, going on, moving on to the Kalos region, Generation 6. Any idea, Uriel? Another, another strong woman to be representing Kalos' region. Any idea who the Kalos champion is? Cynthia? Is that what? <laughs> the only woman I know that's... Or uh, Dawn? Oh, God. Anyway, let, let's cut this torture right now. Her Thank name you. is Diantha. Thank you. Diantha. Don't make that face at I'm going to make any kind of face because well, no one can see me. The funny thing is that for all the Pokemon fans that know who Diantha is, probably are making the same face as Uriel because for whatever reason, people don't like her. I think she's fine. I think she's cool. I think she's a decent champion. It's it's not her fault. The game, the team that the game designers decided to give her in the games, but whatever. Does anybody pop up in your head, Uriel, when I say Diantha? No. <sighs> of course. <laughs> Let's move on to the Alola region. Who doesn't have a champion? <laughs> <laughs> but Uriel, do you have any idea who do you battle in the Alola region once you defeat the Elite Four? The champion? Which is? Duh. I don't know. I don't remember his name. Professor Kukui. Oh, that's right. He is a champion. I think it's- that's the only the only person that's champion and a professor. That is correct. But that's only because the Alola region just didn't have a champion. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. They also didn't have a Pokemon League. That's Oh, yeah, that is true. That's the whole thing about their games. That Fun fact. Do you know who you can find who the secret uh, uh, boss is in Alola? Red and blue, yeah. actually. You battle yeah. them at the battle tree. Yes. Of course. <laughs> now, I would have been very disappointed in you if you didn't know that. I'd be disappointed in myself as well. But let's move on. Okay. <laughs> the Galar region. Any idea who's the champion there? You got to know this one. I don't you have remember. to know. I don't you remember. Have you have to know. Only I, because. I don't remember because I only played that game quick. I, I didn't really invest too much time in the storyline. Listeners, I'm shaking my head, Uriel, just as much as you are. But for any old-time players that maybe didn't play as red, didn't play any of these games or even watch the anime, but whatever. The Galar region's champion is Leon. Any Does that ring a bell to you at all, Uriel? Leon. The, the name, the name. I just can't put a face to it. Ah, of course. But anyways, Leon, he wears a cape. One of his personalities. Oh, isn't he um, Alola? 
No. No. Anyways. But he has he has a Charizard. He, yeah, he has yes, a Charizard. He has a Charizard. Who doesn't? And have a Salamence. <laughs> no, he have he a may have a Salamence, but <laughs> you and your Salamence. <laughs> I only know it because I know what is his name? I forgot his name again. Steven! No, not him. Oh. Uh Lance. Lance has a Salamence. Says you. <laughs> He has a salmon. Look it up. I don't know what game you play. Look it up. I believe you though. No, because you you Lance not. does appear in Generation Four. So whatever. He anyways, has a salmon. <laughs> but yes. Anyways, the main, the big thing about Leon is that at least okay. Oh, obviously, he's a X and Y, right? No, Leon. Going back to the Galar region, Pokemon oh. Sword and Shield. Never mind. Sorry, Sword and Shield. At least in the anime, he's the big undefeated guy that Ash has to defeat and eventually, spoilers ahead, does defeat to become world champ. Anime only. In the games, he's just another champion. You defeat him and you beat the game. Now, this is definitely not one that I don't expect you to remember, but the Paldea champion pokemon generation 9 why are you looking him up or her i'm the one asking the question i don't here. give a damn why are you looking him or her up huh who is the champion obviously <laughs> i don't know i didn't get i'm not i haven't played the game yet but you have you have more intel on the gameplay better than me Uriel, who is Paldea's champion who is Chaldean's champion surgery. Stop looking at your phone. Well, she, unfortunately. Hey, so what's far, wrong with that? No, no, no. Nothing to do with her being she. It's just her team. But she, unfortunately, is a disappointing champion. Her name is... I may pronounce this wrong. I have you no are. idea. You're going to pronounce it wrong. Her name is Gita or Jita. Yeah, you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yes, it's Gita... And just just so you guys can see, I want you guys to just listen. I know we're ranting a long time here, but I want you guys to just listen to her team. What could her team possibly be? What's her, okay? What's her uh, specialty? That that's a good question. And unfortunately, she doesn't have any. <laughs> How dare her? Oh, okay. I'm about to pronounce a lot of new Pokemon's name that may sound like a lot of nonsense to a lot of my to a lot of our listeners. But okay, her first Pokemon is Espatra, a psychic type. Looks like a yellow orange ostrich. Her second Pokemon is a generation six Pokemon, Go Goat. Her third Pokemon is a water psychic type, a little fish called Velusa. Apparently very popular with a lot of the Pokemon community. Her fourth Pokemon is another generation six Pokemon is Avalug. Her fifth Pokemon is a new one. He is the evolved form of. Come on, you got it. He's the evolved form of a generation five Pokemon. His name is King Gambit. Ah, my only Pinsharp. Or Bisharp, correct. Bisharp, there you go. Bisharp. My only complaint with this guy is that his in-game animation, he just sits down. Oh, uh, he doesn't have any animation? I mean, he attacks and all, but I hate that when you take him out of the Pokeball, he's sitting down. Mm. So dumb. Anyways, 
Her last Pokemon is a rock and poison type, a generation oh. nine Pokemon. Its name is Glimora. Hmm. Have you seen Glimora, Odiel? No. Can you describe Glimora to our listeners? It looks like a weird roly poly. <laughs> <laughs> with a pointy thing, it, you know what it looks like. Have you ever seen one of those, uh, uh, like biker gangs, or like a like a bad driver that has like spikes sticking out of the rim? Yes, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Glamora, but whatever. I don't want to be a hater towards new Pokemon, especially if I've never actually used them. But okay, Uriel. Yes. Are you ready for today's chapter? Yes. After failing miserably at naming at any of the Pokemon champions. Anyways, we're going to get started in today's chapter. It is finally time, guys. It is chapter 40. And today's chapter is called A Charizard and a Champion or Versus Charizard. Our first panel starts off with a large arena, a large audience, everybody screaming, everybody cheering. As you guys remember, the last battle, the last in our last chapter, we saw Green versus Professor Oak. Professor Oak won that battle, but he decided to drop out. So that basically ended up leaving Red versus Blue. It is finally time. And then... The first few dialogue bubbles that we get, we have an announcer saying contestants will enter the arena to determine the champion of the Indigo Plateau Pokemon League. Everybody cheers. And the big panel here that mainly takes the center of this page is red versus blue. Red and blue take the center of the stage. And then at the bottom of the panel, we see Bill, good old Bill. And he says... They're choosing their Pokeballs. I can't stand the suspense. What are they going to open with? And then the announcer says, ready, final match. Go on, Uriel. You look onto the next panel and you see that both intersect their arms with each other's Pokeballs. They have their Pokeballs and they're going to just toss it right there. Everybody is just paying attention when everyone's like just glued onto their screens waiting for them to show down and show what they're going to use at the beginning and then you see uh professor oak he's like when the pokeball hits the ground i i think it looks cool how they're just like portraying the image of like falling true two pokeballs are just about to hit the the ground and then on the next panel you have the the announcer saying fight both of them run run across the, the, the arena. arena, and then you see the two panels. You look at red, you look at blue. They're both grinning, and then it's Venusaur and Charizard. And then green on the next panel is like grass versus fire. Bill is on the next panel. He's like, damn, the luck. Dang it. And then blue, smirking, he's like, grass. I take it you were betting to lead with a water Pokemon, Well, Oh, well, Red, when you bet, sometimes you lose. Charizard, Fire Spin. Yes, so we got Venusaur versus Charizard, which, of course, better luck for Red, which is pretty cool because I like it that they left it 
a bit of an unknown factor. Like, oh man, what's my opponent going to choose? So Red was like, of course, I'm going to go with my ace, Venusaur. Well, tough luck, Red, because Blue decided the same thing. I'm going to go with my ace, which is Charizard. And of course, Blue immediately goes off with the offensive and attacks with the fire spin. The fire spin hits not only Venusaur, but as we clearly see here, Red is standing right next to Venusaur and the fire surrounds both of them. And Red is like, ah! Blue immediately responds and says, you won't slip out of this one. And now, if we get a small panel here, and it looks like Charizard is aiming to hit Venusaur with a fire punch, even though Blue never announced Ordered him to do that. Yeah, we just see Charizard closing his fist, fire is coming around the fist, and he's about to punch Venusaur. Venusaur is like, oh crap, I'm about to get hit. And then, immediately, Venusaur, to respond though... He, from his flower, from his huge flower coming from his back, immediately releases some sort of smoke, some sort of uh, powder. And Charizard now is coughing. He's coughing, wobbling. And now Blue's like poison powder. Red immediately responds and says, careful, Blue, don't get cocky. What's going on in the next page, Uriel? Now you see that Charizard, it looks like Charizard is like knocked out. Blue is like either holding on to him or they're like, they're, it looks like they're both fleeing back. And Red is like, now, while it's wobbling, Venusaur, racer leave. And then you see that uh, Green is like, ah, both the Charizard and him are just like trying to scoop back. Bill is like, don't let your guard down, Red. Red is on the next one. He's like, no way. He tosses out another Pokeball. Boom, out of nowhere. Snorlax. Everyone's lovely fat blue bear. And then you see that um Red is giving another command. He's telling Snorlax. He's like, Mega Pup! And then as soon as he's gonna land that hit, Blue throws out another Pokeball. He's like, No, you don't. And you see that out of the smoke, a pair of hands grasp Snorlax. And he's like, Your legs are free. Mega kick. You see another pair of hands, and he's like, What the? four arms and you see that blue is just grinning and as soon as the smoke fades out guess who's right there machamp 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 is out holding back snorlax attacks with all four of his arms i just want to say really quick i love how fast paced this is and not just the pokemon battling but just how the trainers switch out their pokemon you you can see that red finally caught on when he fought with Giovanni, exactly how he's quickly adapting. Correct. It's actually how it actually helped him out for this match. Yes. Imagine if he would have just been the same way if he hadn't fought Giovanni. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Red wouldn't have never gotten close to he where gained, he is right now. He gained a lot of useful experience oh, in that yeah. battle. Yeah, yeah, because Venusaur Red knew he was at a disadvantage with Venusaur versus Charizard, but he was smart. He poisoned Charizard. He attacked them with a razor leaf. And then right before Charizard can regain consciousness or basically regain and balance themselves out, he switched out. Switched out to a Snorlax, which has a better, a better advantage against Charizard. Yeah. But of course, Blue is not about, about, about to about to give take, up. Exactly. He's not about to take this lightly. He immediately switches out to Machamp, which is a fighting time Pokemon, which is super effective against a Snorlax. But since... Snorlax was the one that was about to give out an attack. 
Machamp simply retaliated. He grabs not only Snorlax's hands, but he also grabs Snorlax's feet. Now we get Bill saying, I can't take much more of this. Professor Oak is enjoying himself. He has his arms crossed and he says, ho, ho, ho. And then Blue says, let's skip the cheap old tricks, shall we? See if you can take me head on. Red doesn't respond to him, but simply smirks back at him. We go on to the next page. We still got Machamp squeezing Snorlax's arms. This is a full-on wrestling match. Snorlax versus Machamp. And then we get the announcer yelling out at the top of his lungs, has this championship ever seen a wrestling match like this? Now we get Bill saying, oh no, this is supposed to be Snorlax's greatest strength. And now it's getting beat. Then the last panel that we get is Blue smirking, snapping his fingers. We go on to the next page. And what is going on, Uriel? Why? Where is Snorlax going? You can see that Blue is just like smirking. He's like ready to laugh and I guess declare himself champion. Oh, of course. And he's seen. It's crazy. If you guys are reading this manga with us, you guys are looking at the artwork. You're seeing that Snorlax is being lifted literally lifted and you see that someone else is screaming it's it's lifting that huge bulk this machamp is lifting a heavy snorlax and red looks surprised he's like snorlax you cut onto the next panel and you see that blue is talking to red he's like it's no use struggling the forearms of machamp can block its opponent's punches and kicks simultaneously Ugh. <laughs> and then you see that um, it looks like Machamp is spinning the Snorlax. Exactly. Yeah, it looks like he's spinning him. And he, he's like, with that done, add a little rotation. And you see that Green is like, whoa. Green tells Red, he's like, and you're helpless. So he spins him around. And with that momentum, slams the Snorlax into the ground. And you can see that Bill is like, Perfect plan. Amazing power. Has Red got a chance in heck? And you just hear slam. Yep. Snorlax gets, not only gets slammed, but he goes right through the ring. We see cracks. And as soon as Snorlax hits the ground, the ring breaks. The whole thing just breaks down. Snorlax looks, I mean, Machamp looked like he was having the time of his life just spinning Snorlax around, slams them to the ground. The whole ring just breaks right through. Red now, we see that he says, it broke the arena floor. Now, I mean, Blue says, if I recall correctly, Red, Machamp evolved under your care. I'm glad to have this opportunity to show my appreciation. Now, this is obviously a callback to that chapter so long ago when Red and Blue's Pokemon accidentally switched. Oh, where, yeah. Where Red's Pokemon were with Blue and Blue's Pokemon were with Red. Now, this is the funny part. Blue is a very disciplined trainer. He had his Pokemon extremely well trained, but... They had no idea what it meant to have fun and bond with the trainer. And they learned that with Red. And as opposed to with Blue, Blue had Red's Pokemon who knew everything about being lazy and having a good time. I mean, they were still good Pokemon, but they lacked a lot of... Discipline. Exactly. A lot of discipline, which Blue taught to him that. Now, for everybody knows, 
the only way to evolve Machoke into a Machamp is to is through trading. So since Machoke was under Red's care, it classified as a trade. But the thing is that by the time that Red gave Blue back his Machoke, his Machoke evolved into Machamp. Yeah, because that was more of an official trade, no? It counted, I guess. That's weird. <laughs> Who knows how these things exactly That was work. an accidental trade, though. It was wouldn't an accidental trade. Wouldn't it have trade. evolved through, even though if it was accident? It did evolve. That's what that's what Blue says. That's why this Machamp evolved while he was under your care. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep. So we go back to the battle. Snorlax is on the ground. The arena is broken. He's freaking out. And now Blue says, well, I suppose it's time for the final blow. Bill continues to cheer Red on and says, don't let it air, Red. Come on now. Red is thinking. And now, even though Red looks nervous, he's smirking and says, and then Bill catches on to this and says, hey, I know that look of his. That boy's thought of something. And then if we look at that middle panel, Snorlax design changes a little bit. He looks a little stony a little a little rigid exactly a little rigid and then bill catches on and says yeah he's got snorlax using harden and he's playing possum for that dumb old blue so blue has apparently has not caught on to this and then blue says machamp attack machamp goes full force with his forearms we go on to the next page blue instructs his Machamp just says, Karate Chop. And it looks like Machamp is about to deal the final blow. The crowd is gasping. They're cheering. He's like, oh no, his final move. Red is looking happy. He thinks he's being slick. And he says, that's it, smarty pants. Even Bill, he's like, boy, Blue ain't caught on yet. I want to point out that there's a different translation on my end. Okay. When Blue orders uh, Machop. Machop, Machamp to uh, use Karate Chop. Red, you know, Red is looking at him. He's smirking and smiling or whatever. Red tells Blue, that's it, bright boy. Bill is over here saying, boy, Blue, ain't caught on yet. And then um, you see the next panel when he's like, when that first hits your rock hard Snorlax, he's going to be one less arm to worry about. Mm, okay, okay. Bit of a translation difference here. Yes, so, yes, we even get a panel here of Red picturing what's about to happen next, which is basically Machamp landing that karate chop on the rock hard Snorlax. And he even describes it in his head. He says, when that fits, hits your rock hard Snorlax, there's going to be one less arm to worry about. Snorlax is waiting for the hit to happen. We go on to the next page, and then Blue smirks back at Red and says, Now, Red, do you honestly think I didn't anticipate you using? And then immediately we cut to a large panel of Machamp actually using the karate chop on the arena. And then Blue finishes his sentence and says, You think I'd fall for such an obvious trick? Then we get a quick panels of Blue... I mean, Green, Bill, and Professor Oak, they're all looking surprised. Like, wait, what just happened? We go on to the next page. And then since Machamp used the karate chop on the arena, Snorlax goes flying. Red was not ready for this one. He's like, no, go on, Uriel. 
you look at the panel, and I think there's a different translation to mine, which okay. is like a bit confusing. But he's like, Red looks up and he sees that Snorlax is flying up in the sky, and Red is like, "No!" And then you see the next panel. I can't, I can't tell if it's either Blue, if it's Bill or someone else, but the the bubble says, "Blue read him like a book." He was oh it's Bill by the way yeah it's Bill yeah. he wasn't aiming at Snorlax he was aiming at the floor. Ask the Greek said, "Give me a long enough lever," and you see that Snorlax Snorlax is a tiny little thing. He's like He's all the way up in the sky, up in the air. Yeah, and then Green is thinking about what Blue had done, and he's like, and she's like, "I can move the Earth." You see on the next panel that Oak is looking at his grandson. And he's like, my grandson is maturing. When he started out, he was too arrogant about his own intellect. Intellect couldn't let go of his preconceived strategy. He's learning to adjust to surprises. Despite himself, he's learning to be more like Red. And you see that Blue is telling Red. He's like, I'm not the same trainer you beat before, my friend. Red looks at him and you... You look at Red, and he looks like he's like either defeated or he's well, just like in a deep, deep thought. Yeah, it's just Red's kind of just standing there. It's basically from Blue's point of view. Yeah, and then you have the announcer saying Red Snorlax has been falling out of the arena. What a brilliant reversal by Blue. Red just looks like serious. Yeah, and then you have on the screen it says Snorlax out of bounds. And then you have the announcer saying, by rule, any Pokemon that touches down out of the arena will be ineligible to, and it, it gets cut off. Bill looks up at the sky, and he's like, what's that noise? And you look that that small little Snorlax is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it looks like Snorlax has a punch. He's had, he has a, his fist is cocked. Red is like, no way to go. And then you can see that Machamp is looking at at Snorlax. He's all creeped out. He's all scared because this big guy falling from the sky, free falling, falling down straight onto him. Exactly. This is where Snorlax reversed the attack. What we thought was Snorlax just falling down in defeat. Oh, no. This is Snorlax ready to land on Machamp with an attack because Red is now yelling at Snorlax. Snorlax double edge. And that's exactly what happens. Snorlax lands on Machamp with a full-blown double edge attack. Now we get the announcer saying the Snorlax, it never touched down. It's hitting from the air. And then we go on to the next page and it's Red telling Blue. I guess you don't know how maneuverable a Snorlax can be, Blue. Maybe you should have done your homework. And now Professor Oak is praising Red and he says, hmm, so my grandson is not the only one who's growing up. Red's learning how to keep his cool and how to shore up his instinctual approach with his knowledge, just like Blue. And now we get Red praising his Snorlax. He's like, great job, Snorlax. Play no kicks and punches. Couldn't beat those four arms, but nobody was expecting an aerial attack from you. Now Blue is looking at his knocked out Machamp and says, Machamp. We go on to the next page and then he also makes 
an observation, Blue's like, there was a toxic attack in there. Your health levels dropped to a third. I don't need to look at my Pokédex to see what condition you're in. Machop is out. He's done. Next panel, basically, Blue recalls his Machamp to his Pokeball and says, you gave it your best. Now return to your Pokeball. So now it's a matter of who is Blue going to take out next, which is exactly what Red is wondering. And then Red also says, is this the same guy who didn't even notice when a baby Kangaskhan was sick? This is going way back to like chapter two, chapter three, when Blue didn't care when he yes, attacked that, that mama Kangaskhan. So now... The Pokemon that Blue takes out next is a Ninetales. And he says, now it's time for you to finish this. And then immediately Blue is on the attack. He's like, Ninetales, the one we fought over before, which is in another chapter. I, you guys are going to quickly realize this chapter is doing a lot of recalls from previous chapters. Red immediately retaliates. He says, all right, let's see what Snorlax can do against. We go on to the next page. Go on, Uriel. You see that? You see this cute uh, drawing of Snorlax? It looks like Snorlax falls back and he's like, oops, check that. You've been through enough, <laughs> poor guy. I shouldn't treat you like you're still at full power, should I? And he, you see that Red is like telling Snorlax, he's like, somebody told me once that you've got to know your limits. Correct. This chapter is a stroll down memory lane. Oh, 100%. It shows everything. That both these trainers have learned from each other. Yes. And you guys got to realize also. Sorry, I just got to make a quick little interruption here. Mm -hmm. That in these panels, we're getting flashback panels of previous chapters. Exactly. I hope you guys are reading this with us. But if you're not, just keep in mind that these panels contain previous panels of older chapters. Yes. These are all flashbacks. Correct. Go ahead. On the next panel, you have the same thing for blue. But Blue is saying, and someone told me that there's no satisfaction in beating a weakened opponent. Pick your next Pokemon, Red. (laughs) Oak is like, oh, these boys have learned more than battle strategy strategy from each other. They've incorporated their best traits of the other. And they know each other like the back of their own hands. Correct. And while, keep in mind, guys, while Professor Oak is basically narrating this, Blue's Ninetales is attacking Red. We see Red running away from some fire, or at least some of the fire hitting the back of him. Now, I know that Red said earlier that he wasn't going to continue with Snorlax. So, Blue's not a giving up on the attack. No. I think I think all this happens within seconds while Red is trying to decide who to replace Snorlax with. That Ninetales is still attacking. <laughs> but is he cuz if you look on the next panel, so on the next panel you see that it's just Ninetales, Blue and then Red. And Red. Are you telling me that blue is just attacking red. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what the full rules are here in the manga, but I think it counts. 
that I think it to a certain extent it counts that you're allowed to attack the trainer if they're not fast enough in taking out a Pokemon. That's weird. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. So weird. <laughs> it's never even seen before. That's... It really isn't. It's like, oh, you're taking your sweet time in deciding who your next Pokemon's gonna be. Well, I'm not gonna stop attacking. Nine Tails attack. Maybe that's just something blue would do for red, though. That's true. Because it doesn't seem like... Keep in mind, this is an official battle. The referees or announcers, they're allowing this. I guess. But then again, there's no really no official referee for anything, though. You're right. Ah, you just put out a good point. We only see referees in the anime. We've never seen a referee exactly. in the games exactly. nor in the manga. But yes, let's continue, guys. What's going on in the next page, Uriel? You see that they're both standing, like I just pointed out. Blue is standing with his Ninetales. Red is just standing by himself. And the announcer is, this match is as tight as they come. One move could tip the balance. And you have both of them looking at each other's Pokedex. Red is like, this could be my last chance. Blue is looking at his Pokedex. He closes his Pokedex. And he's like, the moment is here. On the next page, you look that Bill is thinking. He's like, yeah, one perfect move could win this thing. This thing. This thing. (laughs) Any dumb little mistake could blow it. Blue's going with nine tails. What do you answer with, Red? And you see on the next page, Red takes out a Pokeball. He looks determined. He looks pumped. And in the background, you see four figures. Four Four silhouettes. Correct. So as Red is deciding, we get a panel that zooms out. And we get a certain group of people within the crowd. Now, we keep in mind, guys, in the crowd, we see here in these panels, some people are voting or shouting, I mean, shouting and screaming, red, red. And then we get, we get another group of people saying blue, blue. But these four specific individuals stand out. One lady with glasses says, who do you like best, Bruno? Bruno does not respond. And then in the bottom panel, we get a full a full panel of these four individuals. The lady with the glasses says, I say the sullen one. Then we get an older lady laughing, saying, hey, hey, hey. And then we get a young guy with spiky hair says, look, the guy who was described as Bruno, who is shirtless, doesn't say anything at all. But the guy with the spiky hair says, the cheerful one's about to make his choice. For anybody that has not read this, these four individuals are the elite four. And they're watching from afar within the crowd, red and blue's battle. We go on to the next page. Go on, Uriel. You look that you look that red is has already made a choice. He's about to throw his Pokeball, and then blue is like, what's he waiting for? Nine tails. He tells his nine tails to, I'm guessing he tells him to do flamethrower or fire spin. And Blue is like, he knows I'm going with a flame attack. He has four Pokemon left. He's bound to go with a big one, probably Gyarados or Aerodactyl. Well, if you won't attack, I will. Finally, Red throws out his po- his Pokemon and guess who it is? 
Polyrath. Good old Polyrath. And then he Red is like, Polyrath, attack. And you see that in the next panel, Polyrath is just jumping around. Blue is like, that little thing? <laughs> Does he think a smaller target will be safer? Well, with this attack, size doesn't matter a bit. Blue orders his Ninetales Fire Blast. This not only prevents the trainer himself from moving, it flings a Pokemon up in a blast of heat. You have the announcer saying, The blast has sent Polyrath, Polyrath's water spraying wildly. You see that Polyrath is just up in the air and again... These guys do no justice for Polyrath. No justice for Polyrath. Now, I have to make a small interruption here. As far as we know, when it comes to the move Fire Blast, whether it's the anime or within the game, you guys remember the effect of Fire Blast. It basically shows a man, like a, f- a man made out of fire. It's actually the symbol of fire, Okay, but it's supposed to be big. It's like an asterisk. Okay. That's what it mostly looks like, but it's supposed to represent the... The Japanese symbol of fire. Got it. I didn't it looks know like that. that. But it's the same description here in the manga. Because we get it in the anime and we get it in the games. But here they add an extra effect. As far as I know, the move Fire Blast in the games, I think you can only use it five times. If it doesn't knock out your opponent, it can possibly leave them burnt. But It does. As soon as you... I think it's a... Like 50-50 chance, yeah. but it has a very high high rate of leaving the Pokemon with a burn. And it's one of the strongest fire-type moves. But here in the manga, pay attention to what the manga says. It says, this not only prevents the trainer from moving, so this also affects the trainer. And Which is another thing to ask. Are you attacking the trainer cool. as well? Exactly. So here... Let me describe to you guys this panel. When the Ninetales throws out this Fire Blast, it hits not only Polyrath, but it also hits Red. But it doesn't seem that it's burning Red in any way. Because the Fire Blast hits Polyrath and Red. It almost looks like they're engulfed, like with a fire rope. The description says, this not only prevents the trainer himself from moving... But flings his Pokemon up in a blast of heat. So the Fire Blast stays on the ground, but it flings Polygrath to the roof. Polygrath is now being shown as knocked out, which we know because he has X's on his eyes. He hits the roof and Polygrath releases a blast of water, which the only thing that I can make of this is Polygrath is full of water. When he gets attacked, he... Spits out a lot of water, a lot of water. Anyways, Polyrath gets knocked out. We know this. Not a surprise there. Poor guy. He's constantly getting that. knocked out. I hate out. That so much. Why do they hate Polyrath so much? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a water type user, but I mean, still, Polyrath is a decent Pokemon. He really is. Even Blue's insults, like that little thing. Like, come on, bro. Polyrath is a full... Fully evolved Pokemon. Exactly. Water and fighting. Exactly. He can easily pick up the slack for and fight a full-grown Ninetales. Exactly. Anyways, so, okay. I urge 
our listeners to pay attention to this part. So it says here, the blast sends Polyrath's water spraying wildly. So there's water everywhere. And the announcer continues, says, and the Polyrath slams into the ceiling. And then Blue tells Red, another physics lesson, Red. Heat rises, which shuts down any aerial attack. Now, while the fire is surrounding Red, he immediately now takes out his Pikachu and tells him, Blue tells Red, he's like, it'll be the same, Red, no matter what you try. Pikachu also joins Polyrath, which, for whatever reason, because of this fire blast, Polyrath has not been called back to his Pokeball. Even though he's knocked out, Polyrath is stuck on the ceiling. And now Pikachu, that also got hit by this fire blast, also is now on the ceiling with Polyrath. I know, guys, this doesn't make a lot of sense, but something is going to happen here. You want to go ahead and say something, Uriel? Yeah, it looks... It, if you're not paying attention to the panels, it looks like Polyrath fell down. And the moment that, that Red took out his Pikachu... It looks like Pikachu and Polyrath went back up into the ceiling. Okay. That just, I'm just looking at this and trying to understand, like, are you telling me Polyrath had to endure that attack twice? Maybe. maybe. (laughs) But if you guys are imagining this, Polyrath got hit by a fire blast first. He's up in the ceiling. Red immediately takes out Pikachu. Pikachu also gets hit by the fire blast. He's also now up there stuck in the ceiling with Polybreath. We go on to the next page. Reddit, he's looking at his Pokemon. He's like, Pika, Polly, which remember, guys, those are the nicknames that Red chose for them. And now Blue is like, good job, Ninetales. Return. He returns his Ninetales into the Pokemon. And Blue continues and says, and now. Keep the flame attack going. And now he takes, he goes back to his main ace, Charizard. And now the announcer says, Blue follows fire with fire. He's gone back to his original Pokemon. And we get Charizard here in his full glory. I love this panel. I'm not a big fan of Charizard because of how overrated he is. But this panel does him justice. He's a good Pokemon. Yeah, he is, but overrated. Anyways, Charizard comes out of his Pokeball, blowing out all this flame from his mouth. We go on to the next page. He continues with that flamethrower attack. And Blue challenges Red. He's like, what now, Red? Red, he looks like he's scrambling. He doesn't know exactly what to do. And Red says, okay, if you're going to go back to Charizard, Venusaur again. Trust me, guys. Whatever you're saying in your heads is exactly what Professor Oak and Green are also saying. They're all like, you gotta be kidding me. Really? Venusaur versus Charizard? The whole crowd, everyone's looking confused. They're looking at the screen. They're looking at this battle. The announcer says, it's as if Red is mocking Blue's second use of Charizard. But his first use of Venusaur was a disaster. What is he thinking? Go on ahead, Uriel. On the next page, you see that Bill is just screaming at Red. He's like, he's surrounded by fire. Bill just tells Red that why would he throw out his his grass type when he when Blue has a Charizard? It's funny because mine says he's surrounded by fire. What's the dummy gonna do? He throws grass at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he tells him he's like, and this is the this time. 
The dang fool did it on purpose. <laughs> purpose. Blue is telling Red on the next page. He's like, ah, I understand how you feel, Red. You want us both to finish the match with the Pokemon we were originally given by my grandfather. That is so very, very you. Choosing sentiment over victory. And then Blue gets ready to attack. He's like, Charizard. And Red at the same moment tells his Venusaur, Venusaur. And it, and it looks on that panel, on the same page, it looks like Venusaur throws out a Vine Whip. Charizard throws out his Flamethrower. And it looks like the Vine Whip on the next page. I like the way this looks. But this Charizard starts paying attention that he's getting wrapped on his on his Vine Whip. On the next page, you have Blue screaming. He's like, do you actually think you can tie up a Charizard? You know what? You know that won't. And it looks like all of a sudden, the whole arena darkens. It looks like there's smoke or there's clouds. And red, uh, Blue catches this. And he's like, what's, the, what's that rain cloud doing inside? Green catches on. And he's like, that's just not, that's not just a rain cloud. Red looks at Blue and he's smirking. He's like, that Blue is a thundercloud. You didn't think I was dumb enough to use a vine against a Charizard, did you? The superheated water droplets from Polyrath, Polyrath's uh, condensed into a cloud. That's been charged with lightning by Pikachu's electric energy. And when that energy builds up enough to strike, on the next panel, you see this cool artwork where there's a Charizard up in the air, Venusaur grabbing Charizard with the Vine Whip, and a whole bunch of thunder shocking this Charizard. Which, by the way, I want to point out how this, how much they disregarded the whole the whole mechanics of Pokemon fighting oh, of by, by taking turns. This guy literally used all three Pokemon at once to make exactly. one big attack. <laughs> You guys already know, ever since Giovanni's battle, the game mechanics just don't matter here. Yeah, they literally just threw all of that out the window. <laughs> and with that, literally, Red is like, it'll strike that vine. So, yeah. So, basically, Venusaur uses his vine as a lightning rod. As we know, Polyrath went up to the air. His water squirted everywhere. Polyrath does not get called back to his Pokeball. He gets stuck in his ceiling. Then Red immediately takes out his Pikachu, who also gets attacked and fired back to the ceiling, now stuck with Polyrath. I guess the whole time that Polyrath and Pikachu were stuck up there together, they summon some sort of rain cloud. Water, electricity, all that's getting built up. So now that... Venusaur wrapped his Vine Whip around Charizard. He immediately holds him to the air. And then what's happening here? He uses that Vine Whip as a lightning rod. Now they got electricity, rain clouds building up in the air. Now we have a rod holding up Charizard. Charizard gets electrified. That's exactly what 
I guess Red was hoping for. Yep. And we see the panel that Uriel was describing is exactly that. As Charizard is using, I mean, as Venusaur is using his Vine Whip to hold Charizard up in the air, Charizard gets completely shocked. Yes, and sir. I mean, literally electrified by all the electricity that Pikachu and Polyrath were building up in the sky. And then Blue now is like, it's a lightning rod. Charizard, blast it away. Red now is looking exhausted. And he, he shouts out and says, these three Pokemon and I have been through a lot together. We know each other. And then in the next panel, we get a nice little, nice some nice scenery of Polyrath, Pikachu, and Venusaur. Which, remember guys, these were Red's first Pokemon. We get some flashbacks of when Venusaur was a Bulbasaur. Polyrath was a... Poliwag, I mean Poliwhirl. Poliwag. Sorry, Poly. I know you didn't just say that. Poliwhirl. Uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> gonna let that one go. Of course you're not. And then we also get a panel of Pikachu when he was l- looking, I guess, a little younger. Pichu didn't exist here yet. <laughs> what is that? What is that? And then in the bottom panel, we see Red continues on and tells Blue. If there's something that you don't understand, is friendship. The power of friendship, Uriel. Plot armor. <laughs> and then Charizard gets completely zapped. We get a panel full of smoke here. We don't know exactly what's going on. We go on to the next page. We cut to the crowd. We cut to Bill, Professor O. We get to we cut to green and everybody's looking and says the fog's lifting green is saying that's that's and then we see as the fog clear we see charizard we see blue and then as everybody's looking and waiting to see waiting in anticipation what's going to happen charizard falls in absolute defeat everyone gasps even red looks completely tired out the announcer says no the champion of the Pokemon League is Red. And then we get Red standing with Venusaur, Polyrath, and Pikachu looking at everyone in victory, looking triumphant. Now Red turns back to his Pokemon and says, we did it. After everything we've been through together, we did it together and everyone cheers the crowd goes wild everyone's celebrating no one's paying attention that red basically cheated because he has three pokemon out in the field but i guess none of that matters here right none of that matters because obviously as we've been pointing out (laughs) pokemon battles in the manga are different than they are in the freaking game and the anime I mean, they come closer to the anime because the anime also throws out game mechanics out the window. Yeah, but literally, the difference between the manga and the anime is is that these guys literally have to beat each other up. (laughs) And unless no one falls to the ground, there's no winner determined. Well, I mean, and in the game, in the 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 game, game, it does not happen. In the game, until you beat every last Pokemon, you are the winner. Correct. Which. You bring up a good point. Of course I do. How many of Red's Pokemon got knocked out? One. Which is? Snorlax. And even then, he didn't... didn't. Oh, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Not Snorlax. Uh, No, none of his Pokemon got knocked out. And 
And so, he didn't take out his Gyarados. So what we can assume here that the rules were, it was never a full, you have to Pokemon defeat, knockout. Exactly. It was never a full, you have to defeat your opponent's six Pokemon. Yeah. It was more of like the, down the lines, like whoever two, knocks out. Two. Yeah. Two because red knocked out blues Machamp. Yeah. And blue, I mean, red knocked out blues Charizard. Yeah, but if that you, was it. if you pay attention to what just happened right now, it looks like red won because blue fainted. Pay attention to how it looks, because if blue, if blue would have won, and red would have fallen down to the ground, then that would have meant blue won. Who knows? I think the rules here were... I feel like that's what it is because it also plays in hand with the fact that Blue is literally attacking Red. That's and true. Red is all beat up. He looks all scuffed up. That's true. All dirty, all raggedy. So, to me, it looks like because Blue got... Or uh, Charizard got zapped, there was literally an explosion right there. Yeah. But I think, honestly, the rules were you had to knock out two of your opponent's Pokemon. Well, because, I think you're wrong. I mean, <laughs> here they announced Red the winner, and Red only defeated Blue's Machamp and Charizard. Yeah, but, but Blue also fell to the ground. He got knocked out. That's true. Well, like I said, we're going to continue on. Red is announced Kanto's champion. Everyone's cheering. The announcer says, please remain seated for the award ceremony. And we get some chants here. Everybody's chanting and cheering for Red. We go on to the next page, and then we get a cell phone here. And it's Green. Green is making a phone call and says, hello, this is Green. You know, the trainer who snagged third place at the Indigo Plateau, Pokemon Link, teehee. <laughs> now, about that endorsement deal. <laughs> green never changes. And then we get Green, I mean... Bill, Bill immediately talks to her and says, hey, what do you, what do you get off calling yourself? And then Green immediately interrupts him and says, silly boy, Professor Oak withdrew. So I'm in the record books with the third best score, aren't I? Professor Oak looks at Bill and says, she's got us there. And now we get Green calling out to Red and Blue and says, come on, they can't start, they can't start without you guys. Hurry up. Red is like, we hear you. Blue's like, oh, she's so nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> then we get uh, some cool panels at the bottom of this page, and it's red, full of band-aids. Also, looking at Blue, who's also full of bandages. They look at each other, they nod, they understand each other. They, you know, you can see a sign of respect within yes, their eyes. Exactly. We go to the next page, and what do we got in this final page, Uriel? If you guys are looking at the manga, you guys get to see my Mew. My shiny Mew. Exactly. Anyway. That's who it is. My shiny Mew. We get some last few panels of a Mew, which I can only my assume Mew. is pink, which is his normal shiny. colors. <laughs> Anyways, as everybody's celebrating, everybody's exiting the Pokemon Stadium ring. Mew is floating around. Mew takes a look. He teleports, disappears in the last panel of this volume. 
It says, now let's go home to Pallet Town. And at the very bottom, we get some dialogue that says, to be continued in the next volume. Damn. That is the end of Pokemon Adventures Volume 3. Sheesh. What an adventure. We made it. We did. We did it. Yes, Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. What are your last few thoughts of this, Uriel? I think it was such a good battle. Again, I feel like Red literally knocked out Blue and won. But, you know, I guess we don't know. But it was a really good, uh, good chapter. I laughed. I cried. I had such a good time. <laughs> yes, guys. So that was the end of Kanto's Pokemon League. Red gets crowned as Kanto's champion. Blue finally respects Red. And the last page of this volume, we just see Mew kind of hinting a little bit of maybe what's going to happen next. But my thoughts are, I thought this was awesome. I love the way they ended it. You know, this story started off with Red versus Blue. Back when they were just early trainers, Blue had a Charmander, Red had a Bulbasaur, and then now the story finishes off with Venusaur versus Charizard. And somehow in whatever crazy fantasy tale, Venusaur beats Charizard with the help, of course, of Polyrath and Pikachu. And plot armor. And and that. (laughs) Can't forget the plot armor. Red is crowned as Kanto's champion, and the crowd goes wild. That is crazy. (laughs) But yes, guys, go ahead, Odin. Sorry, that that is another thing that separates Red from Ash. Oh. It didn't take, what, 30 years (laughs) for him to have a championship? Don't get me started on that. <laughs> but yes, Woody is 100% right. You hear that, Ash? You hear that, Ash? Ketchup? It only took red. I'm sorry, but I can already hear all the sweaty comments <laughs> and wherever. I mean, wherever you get them. You have a point because let's see. Let's think about Ash's first Pokemon League. He couldn't even train his Charizard to beat a small Pikachu. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Red on his first attempt at the Pokemon League becomes champion. But sure. I mean, it wasn't a six on six full battle. It looks like you only had to defeat either two Pokemon or the trainer himself. I think it was more the trainer. And you know what? I want to also point out Red still has to fight the Elite Four. You're right. But. Again, unlike the games, you fight the Elite Four and then you fight the champion. Correct. Again, this manga takes more of an approach from like the The anime anime. where you go into a tournament full of other trainers that also got the A badges. And then whoever wins from those trainers becomes the champion. And then maybe, maybe face off against the Elite Four. Crazy. But, but yes, guys, that's how our Volume 3 ends. That's how Pokemon Adventures Volume 3 ends. We are going to continue on. Guess what, guys? Another story is coming along. Another story within the Kanto region is coming forward. And I hope you guys are going to continue to join us. I hope you guys continue to support us. We're going to continue reviewing. And the next arc 
is Pokemon Adventures Yellow, which follows a totally different protagonist. And I hope you guys are back to continue our review of this new adventure in the Kanto region. Any last words, Uriel? No, nothing. Thank you, guys. I hope you guys still stay with us uh, and prepare for this next adventure. Correct. And remember, guys, always support, always support the manga. If you guys can go on Amazon or on Kindle, purchase these amazing books, purchase, purchase these amazing mangas. It's the only way that we'll eventually, hopefully, get a Pokemon anime based on Pokemon Adventures, which I hope to see one day. Hopefully. Hopefully. But yes, guys, like I said, our next arc is Pokemon Adventures Yellow, revolving a totally different new character. But don't worry, our old protagonist will be back, old enemies will return, and it's only a matter of downloading our next episode. Thank you so much, guys, and we will see you next time.